0: Hey, race fans. Uh, Welcome to episode three of PST Weekly, uh, the new off-season racing series that we have. And Tonight, we welcome on a driver from actually on the other side of the border of Quebec, Canada. We have Jordan Poirier. Jordan, thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, You know, Jordan, uh, kind of an interesting season. um, Only being able to you know, race on the Canadian side though, but it looks like you were able to get at least a handful of races in this season.
1: Yeah, it has been different this year with the border being closed with the all the COVID situation. Luckily some people put some money into uh to race some race in Quebec and uh Ontario. So we've been lucky enough to do like seven three sixty race and uh four Lightning Strand race. So it has been uh not the best year or two, but uh, it's better than nothing i guess
0: I guess though you know like so about 11 or so races though, how do you i guess grade this type of season though just because you know it's the same kind of question though, that I've been asking drivers on the United states side you know it's like you know can you take anything from this year to kind of build on for next year though when uh, hopefully things are kind of open back up?
1: Yeah, for sure. Losing Kevin this year was way different, and Steve racing less and less. I was all by myself this year, with one or two crew being uh, racing so far away. So yeah, it has been different, and learning all the core, all the car works, how to manage everything on the car. And I feel like that was pretty decent this year for my first year, really being. Uh, alone and the per- the ad as the operation of the team.
0: Yeah, um, kind of well though. Like you've come and raced down with us in uh, you know Central New York. Uh, you obviously picked up a win at Fonda last season though. But um, you know you raced at Merrittville this year. You, you know you were able to get a race at Brockville and Cornwall though. Uh, how was it racing though know, at those tracks though? But how different was it though? To only be racing against people from Canada and you know not having that New York stiff competition kind of come up there and you know play with you guys.
1: Yeah, it was way different. Yeah, you get used to race against the same guy year and year, and this year it was like all new people around. How they react on in those conditions, and it was a, an adaptation to feel in lap car lap traffic to see all the people react. I know the some of the better from them how they react, but the the other, the second class of the field was a bit different. But yeah, the, the, the competition is a bit stiffer in New York. So it was different for sure. But we lap track time is the, the only thing we, we need right now. So it was better than nothing.
0: Yeah, you know, and you've kind of come up through the ranks, though, the last couple of years in 360 sprint car racing, though. But, you know, what were you how did you get into racing you know i know you know with your uncle steve you know being a long time competitor first in modified racing and then moving into 360 sprint cars though but what's your story though how did you get started into racing into you know how you are now
1: i've been around racing all my whole life steve racing since i'm i'm born pretty much so uh, i was always uh, every weekend during the summer around Steve's, around my dad so they've helped me grow that passion uh about racing i start. And go kart that maybe 10 years old did two or three years wasn't really for us the asphalt uh, side of the the racing uh, taking all day to to do a 12 lap feature wasn't for us after that my grandfather uh, introduced me to the slingshot by Tobias that Carl Labonte was bringing to Quebec he, look, he rent me a car for the first year first race and we won so. The the next Wednesday we had a car in the in the shop by my grandfather, so it all started there. And I started following my the, my dad's steps in the STR and the lightning spin and then following Steve in the 360.
0: Yeah, and how much different is though? I mean, particular, you know, when we visit Cornwall, when PST does, and I know as well as when you know ESS does, we do see these lightning sprints. Though uh, I guess a lot of people kind of compare them to you know the New York side of micro sprints, though. What what was like the biggest adjustment? Do you think you had to make though? Um, obviously, the wings a lot smaller, the tires are a lot smaller. um You know, kind of take us through though the the key differences though of a lightning sprint to you know a full size sprint car.
1: Yeah, it's way different. At at, the, at first, I thought that running lightning sprint was helping me in three hundred and sixty, but really it it isn't because there's so much less horsepower and it, there's not much aerodynamics work on the lightning spin. So it it works more like a, a modified than a, a 360. So the adjustment wasn't really uh, doing on both cars, and there's so much less power than the first time I got in a 360. I was like, "Oh shit, it's <laughs> way diff- it's way different than, than my lightning spin." But yeah, for sure, every lap helps. But I don't think at at the last year I was running. Uh, lightning spin and 360 and I think that lightning spin was hurting my 360 program so I decided to sell the car after last year because I was just not helping myself running both class but yeah it's a it's fun car to drive
0: Jordan what do you do when you're not racing though Um, I mean I understand you're a college student you know you're still working on that though but um there's more to Jordan Poirier than besides just being a pretty good sprint car driver out of Quebec Canada
1: Hi uh, there's not much I'm uh, studying in engineering engineering to help the company grow my my uncle and my dad got a pretty big concrete forming uh, company so I worked there on, in the summer and I'm still doing studying during the rest of the year so it helps me to to work on the race car when I I got two buzz that understand the racing prob- problems
0: Yeah that certainly does help um you know obviously with work though but you know you kind of have a pretty fortunate opportunity though to you know be where you are with your sprint car program and you guys are able to travel quite a bit into new york though but is there any other tracks though maybe in the united states or here in new york though that you still would like to try or would like to see or race at
1: yeah for sure there's bucket list track like eldora knoxville those tracks are just it's race you need to do at least one time in your in your life, the biggest competition there is in the U.S. So, yeah, I think it's them. Probably PA racing is uh, way more different, way diff- more difficult. But yeah, I don't know. I, I take every race one step by the t- one step at a time. I don't really push uh, those uh, goals too too soon. But yeah, for sure Knoxville and Eldora would be pretty. To do.
0: Yeah. uh, And staying in Canada, especially Quebec, you know, when you guys, you know, when we visit Brockville and Cornwall, and then obviously when ESS visits, you know, Granby and uh, RPM, seems like the best crowds and the biggest crowds really come out for those races, though. Kind of describe, you know, what sprint car racing is truly like, though, and what it means to you to kind of, you know, be the hometown guy because, you know, You guys all travel down here and you know quite honestly you're the outsider but you know when we come and play with you guys in you know southern ontario or into quebec you know you're the hometown guy though and there's always so many people there you know supporting you you know throughout the entire weekend
1: yeah racing at home is way different we've got way more people coming to us and it's spring car or a show in quebec especially they're doing really something special with the spring car and I think every guy in the pits knows that when they come to Quebec, it's a a show more than a race. Uh, Like probably at at, at Sunday night at Utica, there's a thousand people in the stands. But in Quebec, you got 5,000 people in the stands cheering. And uh, uh, the Quebec people are really passionate about racing and about spring car, I think. It's so special to them. So uh, it's different and it's cool to race at home. It's uh, it's a good, good feeling when you you do good and the crowd is pretty happy. So yeah, there's nothing to beat the uh, racing
0: at all. Yeah. you know, and does that kind of, I guess, kind of feel more of a reason though, to prefer sprint car racing, you know, because I mean, even though sprint cars are huge though, but you only get to race a handful of times at all these different tracks. So at these modified tracks, which is, you know, by far the most like most popular sport or popular division of racing, I should say. But, you know, there's still nothing like a sprint car, though. And, you know, i it's really hard to believe, though, like when you go into sprint car racing, you see a lot of guys do that where they start in a sportsman or a modified, and then they move into sprint car racing. And very rarely do you ever see them go back.
1: Yeah, especially this year, I'd say. Uh, sprint car racing is really about the driver. I feel like the, those modified, it's always about the car. It's always... Oh, you need a 2021 Becknell to to work. It's, and it's not working like that in spring car. Like there's probably probably ten chassis that are in the top ten po- in points in Patriots Sprint, and it, it feels like that nobody says oh, he got a better car, so he's working better. It's always he sets up set up his car better and he's driving better, so so he's uh, achieving his goals. So I feel like that's really really something that me in the sprint car versus the modified it's always about the car the car the car and not about the drivers driving it
0: yeah you know and you know someone who did start in a modified, you know and then move into sprint car racing was your uncle steve poyer though and quite honestly he's arguably probably one of the greatest sprint car drivers in our region um he's in the top 10 list of on the pst side he's the winningest driver on the ess side though um having him is you know not just an uncle but as a coach but just honestly as a mentor though to your racing program though what has that been like and you know what's that mean to you though to kind of follow in his footsteps oh it's
1: cr- it's crazy i got the best helper in the shop beside me so he's helping me a lot with my racing program it's also a lot of pressure uh, i'd say to 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 be those records it's a I've always looked looked up to him uh, as my my idol. So yeah, it's it's crazy to race on the same track that as him because when I was little, I didn't expect that. But yeah, it's 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 fun and it's uh, challenging between us to beat each other at, at the racetrack. I think we we race probably or harder between us than other people too, which people really don't understand. But yeah. It's really really fun to race against you.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, last season, um, you know, I know a a few years before that, though, you picked up your first win on the ESS side, but it was last season where you won your first ever Patriot Sprint Tour race, though, at the Fonda Speedway. Kind of take us through, though. I mean, I know it wasn't your first 360 Sprint car win, but I guess you've won a handful of times now in a 360 Sprint car, though. How much do those wins – I guess, over the years have meant to you versus, you know, your other forms of racing, especially knowing how great the competition has been.
1: Yeah, it, it, they can't really, it's, it's over the, over my lightning speed win championship. To win it in the 360 is the ultimate goal, I think. Found it was pretty special, I'd say. I, was, I felt like I was chasing Varane all the race long. Broke my transmission, couldn't get to the victory lane mike got took me to his four-wheeler got to the victory lane didn't see her at that point i was still in my head i was still second on the the leaderboard and i, I got to the victory lane and tap on my Mike's shoulder and i i was like did i won that race <laughs> so he was like yeah you won that race and i was like oh shit i didn't expect <laughs> that but that was pretty pretty funny to be uh, in the victory lane without my car getting repaired because we had this, that second race uh, in the in the evening. So yeah, every 360 race is special. I felt like that the first one at Cornell, was it was a bit rainy, wasn't really. Everybody that started on the pole on that race would have won. The race at um, uh, Fulton in the speedweek was uh, probably my better one with the stiff competition during the speed week, but yeah, every 360 win matter, I think.
0: Yeah. And I guess we could talk about next year though, is the plan, I guess to kind of stick with the same program is like where it's a pick and choose, or do you kind of have, you know, a long-term goal of, you know, you know, you did race a couple of lightning sprints, but is there a long-term goal to have a 30 to 35 race, race schedule in 360 sprint car racing?
1: Yeah I think if the border was open I want to do that 3035 spring car race I want to do I would want to do the the ESS championship all year long with some PST race here and there I want to be I want to be better so I need to race those guys have have probably Steve got more wins than I than I got starts in 360 so I just need some lab to add up I feel like this year I was really uh on my game and I I Start now to understand how the car works better in slick condition, and I think it was helping me. And I I felt like it's difficult not racing in the US when you're uh, performing so good, and I I would have wanted to see uh, that level against the US guy. But yeah, it's, uh, it's different outside. But yeah, next year if the border open and the station come back to normal, I would wish to do the full F S tour and some more. Three sixty race.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, how about five years from now though, Jordan? Is have you looked at maybe I don't know, I guess I could throw out four tens or, you know, kind of taking the scene to a more bigger level. You know, I mean, we just recently saw Dylan Westbrook uh on the Canadian tour. He just raced, you know, a full three sixty ASCS tour. You know, is that something though that you would like to pursue or is really the dream though to stick in the family business?
1: Ah, uh, for sure, it's 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 hard for us Canadian to cross the border and do a full season on on the other side. For sure, the 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 realistic goal is to take com- the company and work with my dad and my uncle. But my my main goal would have been to race uh, for a living. But yeah, in the more realistic side, I would want to have a 410 and race some 410 race. I feel like Steve, it's a uh, it's a goal he had and he didn't really pursue because at some point we had maybe 10, 410 races around the New York side and now they probably only come one time. So it doesn't work pretty much to have a 410 engine. But yeah, if if they, they happen to come more in the next few years, I would want a 410 and compete with those guys because they are, they are the best in the business.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Jordan, that's all I have. Uh, really appreciate you uh, taking some of your time, though, here on this uh, Thursday evening, for though. And but uh, enjoy the rest of your winter. And um, fingers are crossed, though, man, that we can uh, see you and your uncle Steve and all of our Canadian friends, though, uh, at some races, though, in uh, two thousand twenty-one.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and we hope to see you guys uh, next year for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, Jordan Poirier, though, uh, the uh, driver of the twenty-eight uh, for out of a. Uh, Quebec, Canada, uh, joining us here on episode three of PST Weekly.